Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms where I give you a heads up about upcoming shows and which date and time they will be aired. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the shows, MP3 files which you can download, or links to your favorite platform like iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and all other major sources. You can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at MarlenePardo.com. You can also purchase books and merchandise there. And you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my True Believer stories that have collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStoryTime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all... Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. And unfortunately for this episode, I missed out on my beginning video, my system went I don't know where it went but anyway let me tell you a little bit about the guest that uh, thankfully I was able to salvage most of the interview which was excellent and her name is Miss Aida okay she was born into a family with a deep history of spiritual work uh, many of her family practiced Santeria, Palo, Brujeria or a combination of all three and when she was about two years old spirits began to visit her and they would chat to her which to her felt something very natural nothing unusual her mother came from a small town in cuba and all her childhood friends were afro-cuban witches so growing up with all these people taught her how to fix problems through magic additionally she was also catholic and at one point she was conflicted about the magic versus catholicism but eventually she came to terms with it and all came together Later on, uh, she started uh, to go into the hoodoo and conjure practice. She's a hoodoo practitioner, and uh, she also specializes in spiritual eradication, spiritual cleansings, establishing spiritual protection, crossing, cursing, and breakup work. And she also helps clients with success spells, road openings, animal and pet health matters, bindings, attractions, love work, and the making of novenas now when the when we start going uh live on the show you're going to see that i just asked her we were talking about when people get cursed and this is what her response was to that question so, you know i'm telling you that 90 percent of the people who believe that they're cursed by a santero or a santera are not Okay, right. they're just intimidated by the the religion because fear of the unknown once again, you know, ignites more fear. 
Right. So what you're saying is that uh, exactly like in other words, that just because the person that they, they think or they know that this person is a santero or whatever, this is not going to be an automatic. This person is going to curse you because basically what you're saying is that if this person is truly a santero, as an example, and they would try to do it without justification, it wouldn't work. Is bottom line what you're saying. It's like, OK, well, so unless you did something and asked for it. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, I mean, nothing you know, to worry about. It's always been my experience that, you know, I always tell people that if you're going to to call upon an entity or a deity or, you know, a pantheon, you need to tell that them what this person did. Right. So let's say, for instance, San Alejo, you know, he's not an Orisha, but, you know, in the, in the Cuban community. Right. He... San Alejo is very, very popular for punishing your enemies. Well, we don't light a candle to San Alejo and say, oh, you know, I want so-and-so punished. I want Jane Doe punished. It's not that easy. You have to tell San Alejo what this person did to you. Okay? Right. So there's got to be more than just, oh, this person needs to be cursed. Right. And, and, and you know, I think sometimes people... Um, in other words, they they don't they, they 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 don't understand that part. In other words, they think that right. that just because somebody's got it out for you, even if you don't deserve it, they're going to be able to curse you, and right. that's it. Yeah, and that's baloney. Okay. And unfortunately, this is how a lot of scam artists, you know, and there's a lot now that we have the internet age. Right. Okay. You know, he's a lot of scam artists. If you don't pay me, you know, thousands, thousands, and thousands of dollars, you know, I'm going to curse you. Yeah, baloney. Well, and, and you know what? And they're probably going also on what you were talking about that when people get that belief, that belief that they've been cursed. You know, in other words, they're using that, that fear um, against them. Right. And it's like, don't worry. As long as this person believes it, that's it. I don't have to worry about it. They'll they'll do they'll bring stuff on themselves, and they're going to attribute it to that I cursed them or that they were cursed or whatever exactly. the, the case might be. Sure. Exactly. So let me ask you what um, what happens? Let's say if somebody did something stupid and they got themselves cursed with justification. And then they're they're like, what do I do now? When they come to you, how is are there things well, that are beyond that? Okay. You're like, you're out of luck, man. <laughs> Too bad well, no, for you. So you're asking me, what if someone was justifiably cursed? right? Because from what you're telling me, if somebody's gonna get cursed, it's like they did something along the way that got them cursed. In other words, right. what if they did? What if they did something stupid? Right. And they come well, to I mean, you and they, it, they it depends help. on what they did. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, somebody murdered a child sure. and, you know, that person was cursed and then they come to me for help. Well, you know what? You're on your own, buddy. You know, right. I'm not helping you. It depends on what they did. Okay. What I get most often mm -hmm. than not are men that lose their manliness. You really? know, they, 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 yeah, I get that a lot. I, get I was going to, I guess I was going to, I was thinking along the lines, not too far off about love and relationships because that love relationships and money usually are the things that I think of as people start like, you know, either, you know, they, 
they interfered and then they you know want to get back with somebody and they they were to blame stupid stuff like that that for them now it's like man how do i backpedal on this exactly yeah so you know i i you know but the um, thing about the guy with <laughs> and, oh i get that so much i mean it gets to the point that you know, whenever it happens to a man, I mean, it's so routine what the cure is that I don't even charge them. Well, what, like, do okay, they, what do they this, think that they were? This, you got to take a bath in this. You got to pray this. And they're usually cured. Okay. But that is what I get more often than any other. Let me okay? ask you something. Do they, do they, why is it? Because they believe that somebody cursed them and that that's why it's not working the way it should. Is that what they, why they come to you? Oh, I think that they're legitimately cursed. Oh, I really, okay, 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 okay. There, there's ways to do that. I mean, there's, you know, I've written a whole book. I've got a hundred cursing spells. Okay, so basically. Do that, okay. I do want to go back. I want to regress, Marlene, if you don't Sure, mind. of course not, of course not. Okay. Um, Psalms, you know the Psalms in the Bible. Yes. Okay. Psalm 106 is a cursing psalm. It's a psalm for cursing. Okay. Okay. So what do we have here? We have somebody asking God to justifiably curse someone. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to mess with God. Okay. I, I, never. I'm never going to mess with God. That will show up in a reading. That will show up in a reading. How was the curse performed? Okay. And that'll show up. You know, you'll see all these wonderful cards and angelic cards as opposed to, you know, the other types of readings as I'll see a witch did it. You know, a person that practices witchcraft, a man that practices witchcraft, or I'll see someone that practices dark magic. But when I see someone is justifiably cursed and I'm seeing all these angelic cards, they worked with God, I won't help them either. I'm not going to mess with God. In other words, they, and you know what? And I'm curious about this. Let's say, let's say somebody comes to you or some somebody else, a practitioner, and says, I want to curse my husband or my lover because he's been cheating on me and I can't get him to stop. I don't want his winky to work right. And do, do, do you, does it show up that this person is lying or do you help them out because you're thinking, okay, this person is coming for help because they they feel betrayed. Okay. And First it might not all, be, in other words, people lie, I guess is what I'm saying, as far as trying to justify their I, I, actions. You know, a lot of times, many, 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 many... First, I want to tell you, when I do a curse, it's a two-month curse. Wow. Okay. Okay. One thing after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. I'm burned out. I am burned out when I do a curse. Okay? It's a lot of work. Same way with breakup work. Okay? In many cases, it's not justified. It okay. just isn't justified. And, you know, I'll turn the person down. Honestly, people think that this is all I do is cursing or cursing or cursing or I honestly get about 100 requests a year, and I only take on three or four. Wow. That many, I feel, are justified. Okay. Yes, do, do you know what I mean? I'm a good judge of character. I can tell when people are lying, okay? Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, my spirits and my readings will show that they are. 
am I going to tie somebody's nature? And that's what we do to make somebody lose their impotence. Okay. Right. I do not, um, I am not an advocate of tying the nature. And I'll tell you why. Okay. If you do, if it's done improperly. So let's just say hypothetically, I am madly in love with, um, well, you know, Everybody that knows me knows that I'm madly in love with Andy Garcia. Oh, my God. I just think he's <laughs> So let's say Andy and I, you know, I'm, I'm just like daydreaming now, but, you uh -huh. know, it's... So Andy and I became lovers, right. okay? And I didn't want anybody else to get near Andy. And the, the, the logic behind this is that I would tie his nature, meaning that I would make him impotent toward anyone but me. Oh, wow. Um, now, what I don't like about this is I've seen it done improperly so many times that I no longer advocate doing it. I have seen tying the nature, if done improperly, has caused permanent erectile dysfunction, oh. and I have seen penile cancer. More what? than to discuss. Okay? I am now totally against tying the nature. Totally wow. against it. And believe me, there are lots and lots and lots of practitioners out there that do it improperly. And, I mean, that thing about penile cancer, what is it? They just go overboard on the, I mean, that's like, that's like, all right, let me, that's, that's like almost like excessive, I want to say, for lack of a better word. Yep, yep. I had one person that she was um, in Australia, and she's like, you know, he can't get an erection, you know, not, not even with me, and there's something wrong, da, 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 da. and this, this uh, practitioner told me to bury this candle in the backyard. I was like, okay unbury it and send it to me okay now you know shipping from australia to the united states is a million trillion dollars but she, mm -hmm. she was desperate right she mails it to me right and this thing had all kinds of crap on it and it was entangled in all these strings ties after ties after ties after ties after ties after ties after ties, after ties. i immediately Drop that thing in ammonia, okay? Because okay. ammonia dispels anything. Okay. I immediately, do you know how it took me with a pair of scissors to unravel it while it was in that ammonia? It took me an hour. Wow. Sure. So when you say overboard, you hit the nail on the head. And let me ask you, that okay, was do, totally do you, it, do you, okay, how's, if, do you work on curses from other belief systems, or does it have to be something that was done in the Hulu tradition? It depends. I, I usually work with hoodoo, mm -hmm. okay? Um, if it's really, really, really bad, I mean, really, really, really bad. If I'm fighting a palero, mm -hmm. then I'm gonna, I'm gonna use palo. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it just depends. Otherwise, I'm using I'm using hoodoo. Yeah, do I ask for the Orisha's help? Yeah, sometimes I do. Okay. okay. Um, you know, if I'm 
you know, and here's here's the other interesting thing too. Okay, if it's something that is bad, you know, like you know, for instance, a child killer. I've never had that, but I'm just giving you that hypothetically. Sure. Okay, if that's the case. I'm going to call on God, I'm going to call on all the santos, I'm going to call on the Orishas, I'm going to call on my spirit guides, my guardian angels, my egun, you know, my deceased relatives. Okay, I'm going to call on everybody I know to help me. Okay. Okay. If I'm doing something because this son of a bitch is after my client to get her fired or him fired just because he doesn't like it, Right. I'm not going to call on anybody of holiness. I am going to call only on my spirit guides, my guardian angels, my ego, and because, you know, just in case I might be doing something wrong, I don't want God to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, and I, and I asked you about the year before we started recording, which is like that thing about the workplace. I think that's more common than people understand whether it's with a boss or sometimes even with a co-worker okay that let's face it you know how how many hours we spend at our workplace and sometimes when you have these situations that don't seem to get resolved it's like going to work becomes like my god you know this person can't or doesn't want to leave their job or or doesn't have the luxury of going to another department it's like it can be very very stressful so i can imagine what people come to you like hey this person is gunning for me or you know yeah in that case we don't curse and we do send away spells and you know i have another book out too it's called destroying relationships not a very good title but it also you know sends people away hot foot is a way of sending people away drive off your foes and rivals so that you know doesn't justify cursing but can we do send away spells? Absolutely. Right. Can we, you know, use freezer spells to freeze their actions or to freeze them out of your life? Absolutely. But, right. you know, my coworker is irritating the shit out of me is not justifiable. It's not a curse, it's not a curse thing. It's the. No, it's not justified. It just isn't. And in my book, Cursing and Crossing, I give a long lecture about what is justified, you know. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and so on is what God said. Okay, and, and that's the way I crossed. Aida, can, let's, let's go to the curse level, especially a bad curse. Can okay. anybody that's around that person be affected by that curse, or does it just uh, affect the person it was intended for? Okay, that's a good question. All right. Um, if I'm using an effigy and I'm doing something from home mm-hmm. and I'm just cursing one person, no, it's not best to anybody. However, okay, there is something in, in hoodoo that's called laying tricks. Okay. Okay. We have things like, you know, like the Latinos, they have like pica pica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And, you know, in hoodoo, we have stuff like goofer dust, we have hot foot powder, we have all these different types of oils. And, you know, it is said in hoodoo that if you name your um, target, okay, so this is only meant for John Doe, okay, right. then it'll 
only affect John Doe. I have found that not to be true. I have found that anybody that comes into contact with a trick that's been laid, okay, okay. affected, okay? So I'm very cautious. You know, I, I personally had a very bad experience, okay? I laid down some goofer dust, and it was, and I said, okay, this is for this so-and-so. We did, and then I did my little thingy with the goofer dust, mm-hmm. and some unassuming person walked on it by accident and got hit by a car. So that's when I stopped laying tricks. Wow. <laughs> so in other words, that was like, yeah, talk about wrong place, wrong time. In other words, it's just like you said, it had nothing to do with your intent of mentioning that specific person. Right. Although that is, you know, it is adamant in 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 hoodoo that if you state who it's for, your state your intention and who it's for, it'll only affect that. I have not had that luxury. So, you know, I used it another time on a person, you know, where a group of people meet and everybody, not goo for dust, but something else, like a send away, right. and everybody left. So I'm, I'm very careful about, you know, laying tricks now. I mean, I got to make sure that that person that I want affected and only that person is going to be the one in contact with the trick I've laid. Which I imagine maybe sometimes isn't it kind of difficult though if you and I know you know I'm like you're thinking okay I don't want this some some innocent to to be the one uh, as far as how do I get this to that it's only this specific person okay right I, I, that takes some maneuvering I imagine yeah yeah so you got to be very cautious do you ever have is there such a thing where somebody's cursed either a property and the person or the family moves away and then somebody comes in. And there now they fall, or does, or is once that family or that person moves away, then whatever was done just stops. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the people that move in, you know, again, that 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 calls for another uh, a spiritual cleansing, and that's where, you know, I would send all the stuff to cleanse all of that. Okay, you know, you got to remember something. If outside property is cursed on the outside. Okay, just put ammonia in a spray bottle and spray it all. Okay, Okay. that'll that'll take care of the outside property. Okay, you know, in Santeria, you can't get um, ammonia anywhere near an Orisha. It's so powerful that even the essence of the Orishas will leave because they don't want to, you know, mess with that stuff. So, you know, ammonia will get rid of stuff. It'll get rid of stuff. Right, but, so if, you you're, know, if you're moving into a new house, spray down with ammonia just to be on the safe side. Say this again? If you're moving into a new property and just, what you know, spray it down a little bit just in case with ammonia, just in case. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes we know who's leaving, but sometimes you move into places that have been vacant. You you have no idea who lived there or what happened. Exactly. That's when you, uh, you know, people ought to move into a house and do a whole cleansing. Okay. They ought to cleanse the house. They ought to bless the house with the holy water. And, you know, Marlene, there's another thing, too. Okay? There's lingering energy. Okay. Aside from cases, there's lingering energy. So let's just say, and again, I'm going to daydream here, and Andy <laughs> Garcia and I lived in this house. Okay. okay? 
And all I did was fight, fight, fight with him because this person looked at him, you looked at him, everybody looked at him, and I know he's cheating on me, and I'm fighting with him constantly, 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 and then we move out. Right. All that negative energy lingers. Okay. It sticks to these are particles. These are particles that stick, okay? You got to get rid of all of them. So in other words, you, you, let's say another family moves in or another couple, and maybe before they got there, they were perfect, fine, no problems. Then they move in and then they start, because I've heard of this, that all of a sudden it's like, man, all we do is fight about stupid stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've heard of that. Exactly. And, you know, it, it goes to, and it's normal for any of us. If we, you know, walk into a house and, you know, someone invites us over and we don't know them well and we come and we get this really bad feeling, mm -hmm. you know, trust that feeling because, you know, there's something going on with the family. You know what I mean? Right, right. No. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of times people don't listen to their intuition or their gut. Because they think, oh, I'm just, oh, man, what am I? I'm just imagining this. And it's like. Exactly. And that's what I tell people. Don't let your brain dismiss your psychic feelings. And we as humans make that mistake all the time. And that's where we get screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't, we don't want to be foolish. We don't want to seem foolish even to ourselves. Because we kind of like, man, that's stupid. You know, there's nothing here. In other words, we just go by our five senses. And we're like, man, yeah. why? why okay, so I'm just, so I feel uncomfortable or I, I don't like that person. You know, that happened. You know, like I want to run in the other direction from this person. Um, yeah. But then there's follow up, follow up with, with yeah, but, yeah, but. Then we try to rationalize it. Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. It, it, it's that, that's what I'm talking about. The people, they want, they don't even want to be foolish to themselves. Not that anybody would know, but they, they kind of like have this dialogue within themselves as to why they're acting stupid. Be, you know, instead of just, like you said, forget it. I'm just not going to dissect this and I'm just going to walk away because something here is going on that just is making me very uncomfortable. Right. And, and that's when you split. You know, that's when you need to split. And you know, how many times have women made that mistake? Oh. You know, you need a really, really hot guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's something wrong with them. You know, you get that. And the feeling is, and I can describe the feeling. Mm -hmm. The feeling is, whoa. Okay. Yeah. And you just dismiss it because he's so handsome and he's so charming and he's so hot and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yes. Later on, he turns out to be an abuser. Yes. How many thousands, if not millions of times have that happened? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Let me ask you, what does, and I imagine, do you have people that at some point think that they had a, some type of love spell, I guess if you want to call it that, put on them where they stay with somebody but they really don't want to be with them and they can't seem to move on and at some point do they ever suspect that yeah, I get that. I get that. And that, that's a common one. And again, that's easy to get rid of. You know, those, those types of spells are easy to get rid of. You know, you drink some stuff, you, you cleanse yourself, and you protect yourself. And those are easy spells. Right. And it's almost like, I want to say, you know. That happened to me once. 
okay, I belong to Wanile, and I got very mad at my Babalao because Babalaos are held to a higher standard. Okay. okay Babalaos are held to a standard that they don't cheat on their wives. They're almost like popes or bishops or cardinals right. in, in that religion. Okay. okay. So I got really mad because he cheated on his wife, and I, I was disenchanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was very disenchanted. And so it broke up the L.A. You know, she left him, and some people were on her side, and some people were on his side. You know what I mean? And anyway, to make a long story short, I left. I was gone. Bye-bye. Okay. And all of a sudden, you know, I had this urge to come back. I'm fighting this urge. I'm fighting this urge. I'm fighting this urge. Okay. Okay. It's going on for me because, number one, I was his interpreter. Number two, I was his detector B. I did everything for him. Okay. Okay. He, this guy needed me. Oh, okay. Anyway, my mother was alive at that time. And anyway, a few months later, out of a clear blue sky, I woke up and I said, Mom, I think I'm in love with the Babalao. Oh. And she said, Ay, coño, hija mia. You know, <laughs> wake yeah. up and smell the coffee. You know, boom, boom, boom. I got rid of it once I realized what was going on. Well, I didn't realize she had to point it out to me, right? Right. And I was never bothered again. So, so that no... happens. Put love spells on you for different agendas. Just right, right. That. Right, because he put a love spell on you because it was a it was a love spell, but it really what he wanted was your help. He wanted you to come back to keep on being exactly. helping him out. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 well, you know what? And you never, obviously, you never went back. So did he? Did you ever? I, I, I think he must have been wondering what happened. <laughs> didn't work no i mean that that was a long story in fact i've got a little bit about it on my website you know he he fell apart i mean he he just he fell apart my my um madrina was doing stuff to him also okay okay he was really screwed (laughs) okay so in other words he he, yeah and what happened she was mad at him because of the same reason or because they had their own uh, own separate problems uh, she got mad at him because he was screwing her out of money, and uh, oh. she was, you know, working, you know, trying to get her 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 uh, family out of Cuba. Right. And you now he started getting greedy and greedy and greedier and greedier, and he wouldn't pay her, wouldn't pay her, wouldn't pay her. And you know, her family was stuck in Cuba, and she had enough, and she did a minute. It's on my web. It's a funny story, but you know, there's a moral of the story too that you know her attitude was she was bound and determined to curse him. She was bound and determined, bound and determined, no matter what. Okay. Right. And she finally prevailed. You know, I I didn't think it was possible because he was a Babalao and she was just a Santera. Right. But she was justified. She okay. was justified and, you know. Which is what you were talking about earlier as far as the justification for stuff to work. You need that justification. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He ended up losing everything. Wow because he screwed her and you know so it's, interesting stuff interesting no, stuff well, you know what it's <laughs> at the end of the day like you were saying even though you hold these people to higher standards at the end of the day they're human beings and you know 
I, I think everybody's subject to making bad, you know, the same thing as anybody else, you know, being greedy, uh, you know, getting, you know, too full of themselves. I think that happens to everybody regardless. And they, they forget certain, certain things yeah. about the right way to do things. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen to everybody, but unfortunately you're right. It happens to too many people and it's sad. No, it is. You know, God gives you a gift and you take advantage of it. And that to me is, is just repulsive. Let me ask something. I, how, because I know that here in South Florida, like, you know, people have asked me, they have botanicas and strip shopping centers. It's more obvious, you know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as anybody that, that, you know, is either a practitioner or believes it, you know, it's like I said, you can go to any strip shopping center and you're going to find a botanica. But right. um, as far as conjure and hoodoo work or anything, are there people that sometimes they, you would never think that they would come to you like, or somebody like you for either a curse or love spell or anything. Do you find that that's prevalent where you might have the most, for lack of a better word, a professional looking person that you would never think would do anything like that actually do? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny too. It's like a lot of my clients are, doctors and yeah. this is a fun one is I got a big big client tell base of psychologists okay wow. I have attorneys okay and you know it's so funny because I never liked attorneys and and now I see a different side in a few of them to become my best friends wow. you know and I just adore them so they come from all walks of life. You know, and yes, I've had other spellcasters come to me for help. I've had other readers come to me for help. Sure. You know, it's just... I can imagine if something's happening to you, you kind of lose that objectivity when it's about you. You see what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, yeah, true. Well, you know, like, for instance, I can't read. I can't do a reading on myself. I couldn't do a reading on myself if, if I put a gun to my head. Right. Okay, if somebody put a gun to my head, I can't do it. I can certainly do spells for myself. Mm -hmm. but I can't read for myself, you know, because, you know, I, I, I argue, <laughs> I don't yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. So it's kind of useless. <laughs> and, and let me, let's say for, for example, attorneys, I mean, I'm thinking of them as, you know, I usually imagine, even though it could be for love, for professional reasons, uh, do they come to you? Let's say an attorney made, what, a difficult case, something that they're like, man, no, I usually don't get them for cases. No, I usually get personal? them for personal You know, um, I do get clients that come to me for court cases, mm -hmm. you know. And some of the times I have to giggle because I really doubt that there's a judge on this planet that doesn't know that he's got a spell on him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. come on. You know what I mean? And I know lawyers know too, okay? Maybe not as, as often as judges know, but you know, they know, okay? So look at this, look at, look at all these politicians, you know? Um, people put all these vast, you know, all these different spells on, right. Hillary Clinton put all these spells on Donald Trump and all right. that. Yeah. It's like, 
come on, you know, if they weren't protected, they would have dropped dead a long time ago. Yeah. I t- mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I tell, who was it the other day that was having a conversation with us about, about Fidel Castro? I'm going to go the Cuban route. <laughs> okay. Oh, my that- God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, let's face it. And I mean, your your mother was Cuban and, you know, the Cuban well, the Cuban exiles, if anybody had, you know, had it out for them, like, like, man, I wish this guy would drop dead. <laughs> it was him. And he, well, look at what the, well, look what he did. He was bathing every single day in a bathtub full of chicken blood. Oh, my God. And, you know, I don't know if this is true, but I believe it. He was a babalao. I have okay. heard of that. I have heard that. I'm not... And not only that, he had a whole entourage of babalaos protecting him. Yeah. Do you remember when he was really, really sick? Yes. All these babalaos in Cuba got together to help him. Okay? And they prevailed. Right. They had some type of stomach problems or something like well, that. Well, there were babalaos in Miami trying to hurt him. Okay? That guy was highly protected. Yeah. Nothing. Look at all the assassination attempts on Right, Cuba. right. No, I, I mean, if if anybody would, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna say back in the 1960s, whatever. If anybody would have said back then, "Hey, this guy is gonna die of old age," you know, of infirmity, you know, old age in his bed, <laughs> nobody would have said, "No way, no way," you know. And look, and he look did. what happened. Look what happened. Yeah, I, I mean, nobody. It, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if there's anybody that, that you think of as protection, I mean, it wasn't because he was a good guy, because God knows he did a lot of horrible things, some of them known, others oh, unknown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's yeah. still there, He there, you know, where he went, you know, despite, like you said, a lot of people and governments, because at some point, you know, everybody, everybody was thinking, you know, at some point somebody's going to do away with him, like assassinate him, and that didn't happen either, so... Um, you know, and I can say, happen. you know, no matter how, you, how can I say it? You, no matter how lucky your, your intelligence network or your bodyguards could be the best, but still, I think he had that extra edge that, uh, that, like you said, a lot of political oh, figures yeah. that yeah. they, they kind of like, Definitely. and they, they, they just never publicize it though. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So Aida, how, let me ask you for some of the, for, for people, how would anybody, are there any signs when somebody that, that you could say, you know what, if you're having this happen to you, there's a chance. Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you're having difficulties with somebody and you're already aware of it, that you're having a problem, you are, you might suspect it. But are there times that people get cursed or something is done to them unsuspectingly that they really don't understand or know, don't know about it? Are there any signs that you could say, you know, if this is happening, then you need to explore the possibility? Oh, there's a lot of a lot of signs. And, you know, I hate to go through them because if you have one sign, it doesn't mean you're cursed. Right. Okay. You, you got to have, you know, you know, a bunch of different signs. So, you know, you got ill feelings. You got nightmares. Um, people are turned off to you. People start behaving negatively towards you. Um, right. You'll start seeing insects, big, in, you know, um, bichos. Como se dice eso en inglés? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay. 
you'll start seeing those big insects, you know, that don't fall into where you live. Okay. okay? Um, you'll start seeing a bunch of insects that are, you know, endemic to your area, but they'll attack you. Okay. okay. Um, you start hearing voices. You'll have runs of bad luck. Yeah, you'll know. There, there's a bunch of different things. A bunch of different. Right. Things. That you say that also it when all these like things happen person. all at once, like. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like there's something almost like, like a, a building. You know, like going. You know, building block effect. You know, first this happens, then that happens. Why does everybody suddenly hate me? Why is right. everybody suddenly avoiding me? Why yeah. am I having sleepless nights? Right, like, yes. But again, if you're having one of things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're cursed. It gets progressively worse, progressively worse, progressively worse. Right, right. In other words, because I think everybody, like you said, in and of themselves, sometimes those things by themselves doesn't really mean anything. It's when you start grouping them together and they start happening more and more often. And then right. it just starts to ratchet up that you're like right i imagine that for somebody that doesn't understand this it must be like they must be pulling their hair out thinking what's going on oh yeah there's something really wrong with me i don't know what it is is you know how many people go to psychologists thinking yeah. there's something wrong with them when they actually have a curse on them you know what i mean so yeah. right and then therapy doesn't work <laughs> now let me ask you something yeah. if if let's say Let's let's go down the road. Somebody's gotten cursed. They don't understand, and they go to their clergy, whether regard whatever denomination you are, you know, Jewish, Catholic, uh, Christian, whatever. Is and this, you know, they they tell their whatever their pastor. Let's say uh, this is happening to me, and they've said the, the the maybe the person will bless them. Will that work, or is that forget it? They're they're going to need to come to somebody like you to really get it off of them. You know, that, that's a hard question because it would just depend on the knowledge of that clergy. Right. Well, really I guess would. my guess, okay, my guess know, I mean, what if this person doesn't really understand it either? You know, what if they're thinking, okay, you know what, I'm going to bless this person because they seem to they seem to think that they're just going through a streak of bad luck and, and I'm just going to give them a blessing like, uh, you know, when people, uh, just because of an authority figure, does that for them right. it's like uh like almost like um like they they don't they don't understand it or they don't believe it themselves for example and they're just doing it almost like you know when when they give people the sugar pill versus the real medicine it's just the belief in that they're right. getting the real medicine will right. it work or is that I, person going to feel like okay this didn't work i can't speak for priest or rabbi. I cannot because I've never had a situation like that. Okay. okay. I've had situations where they've gone to spiritual leaders mm -hmm. and it didn't. You know, they'll go to a Babalao for Olympia for cleansing and it didn't work Then they come to me. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I've never had someone say to me, I've been to my priest or I've been to my rabbi. But, you know, I just recently interviewed a rabbi. Okay. And he wrote the book, um, it's a, not a book, it's actually an encyclopedia. And wow. it's the Encyclopedia of Mysticism, Magic, and uh, Myths, or something like that. And wow, boy, is that guy knowledgeable. So okay. I imagine somebody went to this 
rabbi. I'm not Jewish, okay, but mm-hmm. his knowledge was that. Okay, he's telling me how to how to make um, little things to put under my porch to to repel negative spirits. I mean, there's a rabbi telling me this, right? Yeah, and you're like, what? Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, Jewish well, mysticism, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know if he speaks for all rabbis or just his knowledge. So I right. don't know. You know what I mean? But. Honestly, I can't answer that question because it's never happened. And you know, and the reason why I ask that, Aida, is because I, I think it's in modern times. In modern times, a lot of religious leaders or priests or whatever, they even though they deal in spirituality, they kind of don't believe in the spirituality part as in things like this affecting a person. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. or they think it's sinful. Yeah, it's sinful or, in other words, to them... Their role and what they do is maybe uh, counseling for the family, prayers, you know, uh, they're going through some type of crisis. But that other spiritual stuff, some of them, frankly, I think are also a little bit scared. It's like, no, that's, you know, that that doesn't really exist. You know, in other words, they don't want to have much to do with it and they don't believe it or they just think that that's that's superstition. You know, that's uh, because I think a lot of them are... Deep down inside, I think they're scared of it. So they just, you know, that stick my head, head in the sand. I'll pretend that it doesn't exist in that way. It doesn't. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just I just don't know. I don't know what's going through their heads. So yeah. I really. That a lot of. I, uh, I, fa- I find I that sometimes. You know, if a priest doesn't assign these people prayers and stuff, I mean, the, the power mm-hmm. of prayer is incredible. Now, I'll tell you, like. For example, you ever want to get protected, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is the thing I want to tell everybody. When you pray, pray out loud, okay? okay. You're silent praying stuff. Nobody's going to hear you, okay? So pray out loud. Psalm 91 okay. is the longest protection prayer that there is. Psalm 91. I pray that every single day when I wake up. Okay. You know, I'm going to tell you how powerful that prayer is. I live in a pretty good neighborhood. Okay. You know, it's a very good neighborhood. I live next door to a policeman. The policeman lives in a two-story home, and he has one door. I live in a one-story home. Mm-hmm. All my windows are first floor, okay. okay? Someone tried to break into his home but did not try to break into mine last week. Wow. Okay? I think that's a power of protection. I'm easy access. They never considered it. Right, that you always think of these the uh, of robbers being opportunists. And I, they didn't catch me, so I don't know. Yeah. Right, but well, but what I'm saying is that you always think of, like you said, what's the easiest place to break into? A one-story home or the two-story? So, yeah, yeah. I see where you're coming from. The one-story. I mean, the, he has, the cop next door only has two entrances. I have one, two, three, four, five, five different ways of getting in. Yeah, yes, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. You that. know what I do? I throw whole agua bendita, mm-hmm. my porch, and I pray Psalm 91. There you go, folks. Psalm 91. So, Aida, I want you to also, you mentioned to me that you are, you, you're going to have a book out now coming out for next year. Yeah. 
And what's what's the title of that book? The title of that book is going to be Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic: Banish Negative Energy and Ward Off Unpleasant People. Boy. And that is probably coming out in March by Wiser Publications. Okay. We've already the manu they have the manuscript, we've signed the contract. Um it tells you this book tells you what brings in, in negativity. Okay. Whether right. it's negative energy, negative people, negative entities, what brings them in? It teaches you what brings them in. Okay. It teaches you how to get rid of them and it teaches you how to prevent them from coming back. That's great. Let me tell you something, that right there, because I think that, that sometimes people, sometimes knowingly because they dabble and they shouldn't, but I say, I sometimes think people unknowingly stumble into stuff. Right. And then it's right. like, oh crap, you know, like, <laughs> what do I do now? You know, or like you said, or stuff starts happening and they're like, man, what is going on? All right. Yeah, it'll teach you to get rid of curses and everything. And you know, I start out the book, you know, Marlene, if you and I were driving down the street, mm -hmm. okay, you're going one way and I'm going the other way. Right. Okay. And one of us does something, most likely me, because I'm the slowest driver on the planet, right? And we start swearing at each other and, you know, then we roll down the windows and we have all these crosswords with each other and we're angry and you can just feel all that stuff. And then we come home and that stuff is lingering on us. You know, so we get, you know, this book tells you the simple things such as that, how to get rid of that. It works its way progressively up to the most awful things. Right. Okay. So I'm very proud of this book and, and I think it's going to help a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very much into people being, how can I tell you, owning you know, owning their, being responsible for their actions. But the flip side of that is that, like you said, that, which, by the way, I think that was great when you said, I give them a task of things to do. Okay. In other words, it's you, you're the one that has control of this. You can resolve it. In other words, that, that approach, I think, is very effective. Because sometimes okay. I think people want to, sometimes, not, not everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but sometimes people want to hand the stuff off to somebody else, like, do it for me and just tell me when it's over, okay? It's like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, boy, that's, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, this is, you're going to have to work this. You're going to have to work this, uh, especially you. if it's your problem and it's a big headache. And uh, for the DIY crowd out there, this is the type of book that that I think is, is essential. So let me, uh, also, I'm going to include a link to your website on the credits of the show, but just in case for the podcast listeners, what is your website address? MissAida.com. Okay. And M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A. And we have a Facebook page. It's Miss Aida Psychic. Okay. Come say hello to me. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you something. I imagine both on social media and on your website, you'll put... Uh, as far as information when the book is released and all things like that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the way the way some of my friends have told me, it's like, now the queen of cursing and crossing is going to teach you how to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Can you think of a better teacher? I couldn't. 
it's like you've probably heard and seen it all. So it's like, yeah, it's like I, I, I know that one and I know that one too. And that, that, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, th Aida, thank you so much, darling. I want to, like, and we spoke about when the book comes out, I want you to come back so we can talk more at length about what's in that book. Okay. Um, you know, to give it your own perspective. And, um, it's, you know, like I said about, like, like you mentioned your own cases and just for things that sometimes people don't want to go there, but sometimes people understand what that's about, but there's other people that sometimes have a hard time coming around to the idea that something like this can be done to them or what they can do themselves to maybe dispel something that's crept into their life. Right. Right. So. Again, it's thank been a pleasure talking no, to you. No, likewise, likewise. It has been fantastic, and I want to wish you the best of luck on this project. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye -bye. Thank you. Isn't she a fantastic guest? Let me tell you something. Um, unfortunately, uh, I uh, I messed up on the beginning of the of the interview and. And I totally like uh, skipped a, a a part of the of the introduction. My recording didn't record. Uh, but but I'll go ahead and you know you probably heard at the beginning. I read it into as far as what her background is. But anyway, one of the things that she mentioned was um, she her 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 mom was uh, was Cuban or is Cuban? Well, I think her mom passed away. I think she mentioned that her mom had passed away. So she grew up uh, being surrounded in the, in other words, she was being, she, you know, she, she saw spirits since she was a child and she grew up, uh, contrary to some people that I've talked to, that they have this childhood experience where it was okay. And she grew up in this magical belief of Santeria and Brujeria, even though now she's, Sounds like she's more into the hoodoo conjure tradition. And one of the things that she mentioned, which it didn't, you know, I wasn't, was that one of the things that, um, that kind of like, it sounded like maybe she didn't want to, that maybe why she's not doing it so, so often with the Santeria is that she says that there was excessive sacrificing of animals, which I've had a lot of people ask me about. And I mentioned in other shows that unfortunately here, um, you go to a lot of four ways or cemeteries and you'll find, you know, remnants of, of, uh, chickens and things put in bags that like, I don't need to open the bag. I know what's in there and stuff like that. And, you know, stuff of spell work like that. And I've heard also of other sacrificial sites found out like a little bit further west wooded areas close to the Everglades. In other words, areas where they won't get disturbed, where stuff was done, where which is more than just chickens. So I think that's what she was referring to. Um, you know, as far as, and I can understand why maybe, you know, most people are not comfortable with that, even though you're brought up in that tradition. And, you know, in other words, you take the good and then that part is like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and I wasn't kidding here in South Florida, you know, they, it, different countries have their own version, depending like in, in Haiti, there was the voodoo and Brazil's Candomblé and, uh, 
parts of southern United States, there is the voodoo. Uh, in Cuba, it developed into what's called santeria and paleria. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and I guess, and, and one of the things, it, it, it's that you, you know, for somebody that practices it from childhood and you basically develop your own style, which is what it sounds like she's done. And she, you could tell she's really, really knowledgeable about what goes on with this. Okay. And when <clears throat> I was talking about, uh, you know, some people understand it. And, and, and she even mentioned it, that sometimes people have something not going right and they immediately think that it's something along these lines. And it's like, no, you know, but she even said it. Sometimes it's people's, their, their fears basically are their own worst enemies. It's not really that they were cursed. It's like their fears are what basically triggers all these events and things happening. And then they'll swear up and down that they were cursed. When in reality, and she also mentioned something really important that I've said in other shows, which is that like attracts like. That when you're putting out anger or fear or hate, you know, you're going to draw either situations, people, and in some type, sometimes spirits or entities that resonate with that frequency. And by this, I mean, I don't mean getting angry. Come on. The human condition is we get angry. We can get upset. I'm talking about people that continuously live in that state or in some cases obsess about it. They're always angry about everything and it doesn't take much to get them there. Okay. They're either simmering or hot. Okay. Or people that they hate everything and everybody. It's not like, uh, I mean, let's face it. There's people in, that we dislike or, you know, hate or, but th these people are, they hate everything. It's not that like, I don't like it or I dislike that or that, but yeah, it's annoying. No, I hate it and they hate everything. And they kind of like, again, that perpetual, that hamster wheel of that negative feeling. Same thing with the fear. People that everything that to them, this is not a friendly universe. In other words, and God knows that I think that there's a big, what I call the industry of fear that they do to a lot of humanity nowadays where they take us, they, they make us afraid of everything, everything. It's like, and we kind of like always like afraid of this, afraid of that, afraid to eat this. Afraid. By this, I mean, yes, there's certain things that it's good to have the knowledge because I think that knowledge is power. Okay. But I think sometimes some things are hyped up and I, I'm sure you know, I'm going to go with the um, with the fear that sometimes is said about certain foods that you eat. You know, too much fat, too little fat, high carbs, low carbs. You know, it'll cause cancer. It'll do this. It'll, and you see people going, oh, my God. And then, you know, 10 years down the road, they put out a new study. Oh, no, we found that those findings were really incorrect. And, you know, uh, that doesn't, it's the opposite effect. And then there's people that take this to heart like, oh, my God. And, and we, they do that to, you know, a lot of humanity on a constant basis. And some people just don't know to say, wait a minute, or filter it and go, wait a minute. You know, there's something here that doesn't add up or, okay, well, we'll wait and see. In other words, they don't understand how to absorb it in moderation. But some personalities sometimes have this thing that they're almost, I want to say, addicted to fear. 
Okay, they live in a constant fear about everything, everybody, circumstances, sometimes real, sometimes imagined. And if it's something that's real, but they telescope on it, and something's that's this big, they make it this big. So of course that is, and of course, you know, again, what happens is you're putting out like a a, a, a come on down sign again for situations to manifest for people in other words you you want to make it into being to justify that fear and people don't realize how often they do that again this is when somebody you do it through repetition you do it all the time continuously it's not because of course it's normal to be afraid and then you stop it and you think about it and you kind of like analyze it and then you determine, is this an appropriate fear? Is this like imminent danger right now? Or is this something like, okay, something to think about. Maybe I should be careful about this situation, these circumstances, or what a bunch of crap. <laughs> you know? Some people never get there. They, they, they live in a constant state of fear. All these things that she was talking about sometimes puts out uh, a pull towards them, like a magnet bringing those situations to them either on a physical or on a metaphysical level and I, I i did ask her that thing about uh people that you meet that you would never think in a million years that they would go to somebody and say i need help with my love life or i need help with my professional life or my business or i think i'm cursed or or, uh, you know, uh, like she said, love, you know, reconciliation. She, you know, she mentioned that a lot of people come to her for relationships or to reconcile, to, to you know, make things right. Uh, or she's even said, she mentioned that, you know, people, men who all of a sudden they're, they're having problems with impotence, okay? And it turns out that, you know they they're impotent with any everybody except that one person and you know sometimes it turns out that they did have some type of curse put on them or or i don't know exactly what the terminology is so that basically to the woman that they were with did that to them you know like i want to keep you faithful one way or the other and one way to make you make sure you're faithful is to make you impotent unless you're with me and um, like I mentioned there's a lot of people that do this that believe in this uh, the, the least likely person the most professional ultra modern no I don't believe in that kind of stuff do believe in it and uh, again the, and she mentioned it you know the, there's also the power of prayer and by this I mean, you know, a lot of times people think that once, let's say it was something that was done to you, whether you want to justify it, even though she, you know, she mentioned that if something is done that's unjustified, basically it's not going to work. Um, you, you know, if you get help or you have intervention from somebody or you pray, like she says, Psalm ninety-one. It, in other words, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like, okay, unless you go to somebody that's going to lift that curse off. That's it. You're screwed. Nothing's going to work for you. 
you know you can go to a priest and you can get a blessing and you read that psalm and god knows maybe you need to work something out depending on what the circumstances are because i think it's it can be very different as to what brought this about um the power of prayer is powerful across the board i guess is what i'm trying to point out okay powerful on a spiritual metaphysical level by this what i'm saying is it doesn't mean that it's this prayer that belongs to this religion or no i'm talking about the prayer period okay the power of prayer is very very powerful and uh also when she mentioned about people praying out loud i think sometimes people again i'm gonna fall into that kind of feel foolish like okay i'll pray but i'll pray in silence or and you know and it's like again that fear of being foolish even to themselves and uh, I think that's a big mistake because I think that when you do that <clears throat> on a spiritual level you're diminishing the power of that prayer because I'm not saying you know I understand there's certain places that it wouldn't be appropriate for you to belt out and start praying in public like full blast I understand that part but if that's not the case once you start saying I can't I can't pray out loud because you're thinking to yourself I'll be that's okay you're diminishing the power the belief in that prayer because you refuse to say it out loud so in in other words somewhere in you in your psychology there is something that somehow doubts the power the ability of that prayer to resolve what you're praying for okay so then I think you have to revisit it or that people again um, and I, I personally believe in this that sometimes we when we pray for certain outcomes or certain things you know some things are very very uh, we want a certain result a certain outcome whatever the case might be whatever the problem or petition or whatever it is that you're mm -mm. and I think that sometimes we kind of leave out a space for another alternative and by this I mean sometimes we have a prayer thinking as a solution where if it's a health uh, love work for somebody what you know we kind of think this is this is this is the outcome the result this is what's gonna solve the problem or bring about what I want and we kind of don't leave space for and something better okay and the reason why I say this is that sometimes we because our belief systems of circumstances we only have this perspective and we ignore that there's something possibly a better outcome than what we're asking for okay or we get stuck too much on the how 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 is this going to happen you know it has to be this way they have for this and sometimes you know what sometimes things get resolved from the unlikeliest sources in the unlikeliest of ways that if you would have thought of it, you would have said, either I didn't know about it, or I thought that would have been impossible. And we kind of limit ourselves. So sometimes, even though I'm not saying, you can say, I want this to happen, you also always have to leave a space uh, for the part that we don't understand, or we, that don't, we don't know about, that we can't conceive about. Okay, and allow that to manifest and come through our prayers. Uh, 
because again we are just we are more than just what we see here the spiritual world is enmeshed in our world there should be strict boundaries but when it comes to things of this nature we are very powerful beings okay sometimes for very good results and sometimes with terrible results because we just don't understand the power that we wield okay and a lot of times i think we're that belief is taken away from us intentionally <laughs> um so again guys you know it's, it's something to think about and like i said i i spoke to miss aida hopefully i'm going to bring her back when her book comes out because i think that's a really interesting it's a it's a diy it's a diy guide okay uh about what happens uh sometimes in real life like i told what, what we were talking about real life real life circumstances you know not something exotic that you see on the movies in hollywood land you know you know you go to the ancient ruins and you got cursed no we're talking here everyday life stuff that happens to people on and off through their lives and sometimes that was very interesting when she says all these little signs you know insects beachos i know what beachos she means usually weird insects you know things like that stuff all of a sudden you, you become the uh you know the person nobody can stand to be around and you're like man what happened do i stink what's up stuff like that so again guys i hope you like the show thanks for sharing this time with me i think you're all wonderful don't forget to visit miamighostchronicles.com for information on the newest shows if you want to submit a story if you want links to either the videos or the podcast versions of the show and again if you have any stories or any questions or any suggestions you can send them to marlene at miamighostchronicles.com but bottom line guys thank you very much take care you're all wonderful